Okay, so in the year 2009, my brother, uh, Landon, who was two years older than me, was about to graduate from high school. And uh, we played this game that uh, that young boys played at the time. It was called Doorknob. And uh, the, the, the game is played where I- anybody around you uh, breaks wind, um, or as we liked to say back then, uh, knocks a fart. Uh, if someone if someone passes some gas around you, you you say the word doorknob before they can say the word safety. If they say the word safety, they're fine. But if you say the word doorknob, they have to run and go touch a doorknob. And any any time between the time they touch a doorknob and they, after you say doorknob, you can punch them as many times as you want. So that's that's the penalty for breaking wind around somebody. If you don't say safety, they say doorknob and they start punching you until you uh, can grab a doorknob. And so me and my brother uh, were down in the den, down in our hangout spot where our, our TV room, and and man, I, I let out a major, a major uh, gas bomb. And Landon says, doorknob. And I, instead of taking off and running, he starts punching me. And, and so instead of, instead of running, because there's no doorknobs around this room, I mean, there's, there just wasn't a place to go. There, he was going to get too many punches in. And so instead, I go down to one knee and I uppercut him right where a man should never be hit and I, and I and I laid it on him and it, he he barreled over he oh he he was in so much pain and I could see it I had wounded my brother and so I just ran away you know I ran away as fast as I could and uh and as by the time I got to uh the door to my house to 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 get out the door I heard him yell like some, I think it was a, it was like a guttural noise, something instinctual, like a like a wolf noise, Rawr! something. And, and he said some kind of word, like "I'm gonna kill you" or "You're gonna die" or something like that. And that was the last thing I heard before I ran out the door. And for the next two days, I I avoided him like the plague. We we did not talk to each other. I did not go to him. He did not come to me. And, and you've got to, you got to know, like me and my brother, we were best friends. We were, we were buddies. Like this was a relationship that I could count on that I, that I, I went to him with for everything. And so those two days when I was in dead fear, like you've got to know, like there was something I was missing in life. And he was about to graduate. So I, I knew I needed to make this right. I knew I needed my brother back in a significant way. Um, and so, so I called him up, uh, because, you know, (laughs) I couldn't, couldn't just go walk across. I knew I needed it to be safe. Uh, and so I, I said, Hey, we need to meet. We need to talk. Uh, I'm ready to come to terms with what I did and to receive my punishment, whatever that, that needs to be, uh, for us to be back where we need to be. And so we set the time and the place. We met back in the den, back at the at the scene of the crime, and uh, I met him. I saw him, and I prepared myself. I clenched my fists, and I said, "Okay, do what you need to do." And I 
closed my eyes and I got ready for it. And he walked up to me and he gave me a big hug. And he said, it's okay. I forgive you. <laughs> and in that moment, it was, it was more than just uh, a, a conflict being resolved. He was bringing me back into the relationship that we're supposed to have. And that's what we're going to talk about today on Gathering Manna. We're going to talk about shalom peace, more than just a ceasefire. Shalom peace, a restoration of a relationship. Welcome to Gathering Mana, quick practical steps to nourish your soul. I'm Scott. And I'm Carter. Thank you guys for joining us for another episode. We have been talking about the season of Advent, because that's where we're sitting right now here in 2020, even though it's uh, amongst some craziness and it looks a little bit different this year, but um, Advent season, um, the expectant arrival of our King Jesus coming. Obviously, he has come um, in the form of a baby all the way up, dying for our sins as a lamb, going to the slaughter. He's going to come back as a lion. So we're going to start fleshing out some of these ideas. But there's some themes that we see through the season of Advent. And last last time we kind of talked about um, the theme of Thanksgiving, how that leads us to, to some hope. Um, and hope being such a, a key element, having an eternal perspective that helps center us. And so we talked a little bit about that last time. We encourage you, if you did not see, uh, see or hear that podcast, go ahead and, and check that one out because that's yeah. going to help Yeah, lead. Scott, Scott did a great job on that one. So you guys you guys give it a look, see. Appreciate it. We, we both nailed that. And uh, this time we're going to be talking about um, the theme of peace and how really really hope, having that vision of eternity, um, really helps us to have a peace during this time, during the season, whatever season that we're living through, but especially maybe during this season this year. And so we just wanted to, to get on that same level playing field, a working definition all together on what that word peace means and what we see from Scripture. There's two words in the Hebrew. It's, it's attributed to um, be shalom, shalom peace. And then there's in the Greek, it's called arene. So what this word uh, typically means or how it's seen, it, it can mean a ceasefire, like um, laying down your weapons per se, uh, not warring against somebody else. Um, but it's even more than that. It's actually it, it's a transition from laying down your arms into more of a um, restoring the relationship between. And it's, it's seeking to create completeness and wholeness between really two parties, um, if, we're, if we're talking in those in those aspects. And so that's that's a little bit about peace, and that's kind of I guess where we're going to go here today. Yeah, yeah. So 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 that question is, um, what what do you desire from people? What do you desire from those relationships where you feel like you um, you have conflict in those? Is it is it just um, baseline? Uh, the absence of of quarreling, the absence of conflict, or is it something even greater than that? So let's uh, let's dive into some scripture. Let's look at what this looks like uh, in in Christ's life, particularly in Christ's story. Where does impacting peace 
lasting peace, restoration, where does that take place? Mm. Um, one of those places that, uh, that, that really stand out is, uh, is, is post-resurrection. Uh, Christ has, has been uh, persecuted, nailed to a cross, has died, and um, his disciples are all in hiding. They they retreat. They they, I, they say I, I don't want that to happen to us. Like we followed this man to his, you know, and and they're afraid. They're afraid. They are sitting up in a room, locked doors. And uh, if you want to journey there, look at uh, Luke chapter twenty four or or John uh, chapter nineteen is where I want to want to hang out specifically in verse twenty one. Uh, Jesus arrives on the scene. He he pops into the room. Like set set that picture up for a second. These these men are scared to death. Mm. They've got the doors locked. They're you know praying for their lives. Mm. And all of a sudden, somebody shows up in the middle of their room, like like some kind of magician. <laughs> like poof, I'm here. Right. And Jesus immediately, the first words out of his mouth are, "Peace, peace. be with you." That's right. Peace. Have peace. I'm here. Have peace. And and that that shalom peace, that peace that he's offering, is 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 his own presence there in that room. Mm. It's it's not just hey, have peace. Don't be afraid because it's me. It's it's don't be afraid because you no longer have anything to be afraid of. Mm-hmm. Everything has been restored. That's right. That hope you had that this might happen can now be converted mm. to that next step, which is peace. That's right. Hope brings about peace. First, you hoped for me to return. Now I'm here. You can have peace that I'm here. Have peace that there is hope. Have peace that there is something after your sin, something something to restore you, mm. something to make you whole. There is a new way of humanity, a resurrected humanity that comes that comes through Jesus Christ. And so, so there's there we have the sequence, this this uh, this Advent sequence that we're looking at. It goes, um, you know, the first week we have hope. This week we have peace. Next week we have joy, and then then the next week we have love, and then it's Christ. And so so as we walk through this sequence, that's that's the sequence that plays itself out in in John chapter nineteen. Is the the disciples they had hope, and then Jesus arrives and he, and he brings with him his peace. He mm. is the Prince of Peace, mm. which will then. Once they examine his hands and his feet and his side, birth joy within them. That's right. Yeah, and this whole concept of, of Jesus being um, their peace, um, their expectant peace, the, the one who was to come in, he was to take the, the parts, the fragmented nature of, the, of who they are as people, um, not just between each other, not just within, but mostly between us and God. Mm-hmm. This is what Jesus did. He, he created that connection. He reassembled it. He created it to be whole and complete once again. Now we have full access to God. The curtain is torn in the temple. We get to, to literally access God anytime we want 
through prayer, through supplication, through being involved in in worship and singing, like that that's that's powerful. That's good. And Jesus is the one who came to accomplish that. And it's cool to see that before this even happened, this has was long prophesied beforehand. And we talked about this a little bit last episode, how through one man, Jesus, all these prophecies written by different authors from different generations, from different times, and uh, literally from different geological areas of the world, all of them wrote these different prophecies, and one man fulfilled them. And the probability of that happening is like almost impossible, and yet it did. Um, mm-hmm. Jesus fulfilled all those prophecies. And one of those prophecies we find is in Isaiah chapter 9, and it's one of those yeah. uh, very Christmassy um, type of verses that we hear, but in verse 6, read this for us, verse 6 and 7, it says this, it says, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called, here it is, wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, and prince of peace. Mm. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Like there's so much there we could we could dialogue about, but we just want to focus in on the the peace, the peace about peace. There you go. Trademark. <laughs> so the, the section here about peace, he is our, our prince of peace, uh, prince of shalom. The one who came not to just say, hey, guys, set down your arms, set down your, your weapons against each other. No, no, no. Uh, he instead came to create a completeness, a wholeness between mm. us and God and each other and within ourselves yeah. as well. Yeah. And so as Christians, we are then called to accept that peace, knowing that it's it's not fully complete until he really comes back, like until all things are made new. And again, that's part of the hope that we talked about last time. But right now we can live and experience that peace, that wholeness, that completeness. And we can use that to affect our worlds. We mm-hmm. can use that to affect our relationships. And that, that's, I think, something really powerful that we really can celebrate, especially during this season, the season of Christmas. So we have today our quick practical step, okay? Our quick practical step today is to simply write a letter. Like, Carter, when was the last time you wrote a handwritten letter to somebody? Um, this morning, but it, that's not it. fair. I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> we, didn't, like, we didn't plan that at all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was, a, it, was a, it, was a, it was a thank you card, but it's still, you know... Mm-hmm. Um, those those kinds of things, whenever you receive receive them, they mean a lot because it is rare, right? Yeah. That doesn't happen all the time. Yeah, I don't I don't get cards on a daily basis. Exactly, it's or like, even a it's weekly kind of like basis. A, it's like a lost art that a lot of people um, you don't you don't really know you miss it until you receive one. You mm-hmm. receive a handwritten letter. Yeah, um, that somebody intentionally took pen or pencil to paper, <laughs> um, put it in an envelope marked a stamp on it. There was a little bit of a cost in order to do so, cost of time, cost of finances, went to the post office, put it in the mail, and got it to you yeah. versus sending an email, versus sending a text, versus whatever social social media platform. No, like there's, there's a really a, just such authenticity behind a handwritten letter. And so this is the encouragement, how this, this co- coincides with the theme of peace here today in these letters. I don't know about 
you all, but for me, I can identify the fragmented relationships in my life. Yeah. Whether that happened because um, we had a falling out, um, we got angry at each other, uh, we became enemies per se, we are at odds per se yeah. with each other, um, or it's the other side where, you know, hey, I graduated from college and I just don't talk to that person. There's a fragment. There's not a wholeness. Yeah, just inattention. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, man, I, I got a letter. I was telling Carter, I was telling you this a little bit earlier, but I got a letter from a guy who I went to college with, who we went to college with. We both went to LCU. Go Shaps. <laughs> and uh, we, I received this letter from this guy I was in social club with, and uh, I feel like he was one of my top friends in college, and we just had drifted. Yeah. Um, we graduated, and things you know, just drifted apart. Just, and that happens. It, it does. Yeah. And I, I liked something on, on Instagram that he, had, he was like in a sponsored ad. It was, was kind of cool. I was like, oh, cool. So I liked it. Um, and he reached out to me. He's like, hey, man, it's, it's good to hear from you. You know, can't believe you saw that on Instagram. It's crazy. A um, few days later, I get a letter in the mail, and it, it was the coolest thing. He, he just said, hey, you know, I, I've been thinking about you. I just want to want to let you know um, this has been kind of my discipline. If I, if I think of somebody who I haven't talked to in a while, I write him a letter, and um, I just wanted to write you one, and I just really appreciate you. I appreciate your friendship. Mind you, again, I didn't talk to, talk to this guy in a good while, yeah. and yet he's pouring this out, and it just like really spoke to me. I was like, man, uh, that was awesome that he did that. He didn't have to do it. And in that moment, I felt more of a uh, completion, a wholeness, yeah. a resurrection between us that just wasn't there. Mm. Um, and again, not because we didn't like each other, just because of happen chance. And so um, I think this is a good discipline because in that moment, I experienced a sense of peace, a rest about our relationship, about mm. our friendship together. And, uh, you know, it spurred me on. I want to, I want to continue to extend that to other people. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's our step for you. Uh, like think of that person, that person who, who's a relationship that you wish, uh, was at a better place. You know, it could just be somebody that, that you haven't spoken to in a while and you just want to re- resurrect that relationship, see that come back or just bring wholeness to something that, you know, is wrecked that, that, that cousin Bobby that owes you money, you know, that kind of person that, mm-hmm. you know, you, yep. that you need to restore a relationship with, even if you know, you've been wronged, like letting someone else take advantage of you is sometimes the only way that they'll be able to see Christ yeah. letting somebody else, uh, you know, al- allowing, um, wholeness to come into those relationships, even whenever it doesn't truly like benefit you. Mm. Like that is, uh, what Christ that is the epitome of the picture of Christ in our lives. Yeah. And so that's our quick practical step. Um, thank you guys so much, uh, for listening, go back, uh, l- listen to thankful, uh, thankfulness and hope. And, um, Thank you so much for joining us for for gathering manna today. And always, as always, remember to get outside your tent today. This has been Gathering Manna. For more content like today's episode, like us on Facebook or follow us on Instagram or subscribe to our YouTube channel. For content on the go, subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcasting platform. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or drop a comment on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. Thanks for joining us. God bless you. And we hope that you'll be mobilized to get outside of your tent today.